You want to make your fantasy sports league more than a fantasy? Then you need Trophy Smack. It's the number one store for fantasy and tournament trophies, belts, draft boards, loser awards, and other ridiculous products. Trophy Smack is more than just a trophy company with outstanding customer service and products. It's the very essence and heart of every fantasy league. And if you click now, trophysmack.com gives you free shipping, a free loser poster, and can have the hardware to you in a few days. Bragging rights included. Go to trophysmack.com right now and take your fantasy league to the next level. Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Doug, James, and Tyler. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour, episode number 317. I missed out on it last week. I would have made a Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, 316 joke, but here we are. Missed opportunity. And missed opportunity, as the cool kids say. You <laughs> were gone last week? No. <laughs> no, we just didn't gone. pay attention that it was 316. I didn't pay attention that it was 316. Uh, DHH just said, I kicked your ass. That's what I would have done, but yeah, so be it. So, yes, welcome back in. I am here, as always, with my boy James, my boy Tyler. And this is the last Sunday until February without NFL football. And, uh, guys, I'm pretty excited right now. I'm not going to lie. I've already got next Sunday's plans. You know, uh, the kids and I and the wife are going to Six Flags. We had some friends that are like, can you move it to Sunday? Not football fans. And I'm like, "Uh, no. I said, it's a national holiday to me where I sit on a couch, I get up to go to the bathroom and get a drink, and I sit back down on a couch for seven-plus hours. And that's my plan well, eating for next good Sunday. Food. Well, eating good... Healthy food. Such ve- healthy soup, food. Celery sticks and some hummus, maybe. Yep. That's it. I'm only going to eat healthy. There will be Guacamole no steak and cheese and onion rings involved. No, none of that. None Zero of that carb. garbage food. Zero-carb Sunday, right? <laughs> Yeah, so that's my I am I am excited. It's you know, I'm starting to I've I well in my dynasty rosters, I set my lineups a few weeks ago to see what I needed. But now I'm setting lineups for real for real. I've got my home redraft league on Wednesday, the day before the season kicks off. No pressure up in New Hampshire. I am having lots of fun. James, what is new in Joyzy? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what's Fair new. answer. Uh, I've been living under a rock, grinding as usual. Uh, got to, got to the beach this weekend. That was nice. great, and looking forward to you having tomorrow off. That's yeah. it. Yeah, That's buddy, do it. some day I'm gaming in. tomorrow. It's going to be rainy here in Rhode Island. We we had a party today. We originally planned it for tomorrow, and then we had to move it because of the weather. So, uh, a friend of mine, by the way, I don't know if you guys have you guys ever experienced Downey cider by chance? Nope. Um, it's amazing. If you ever see it, get some. And uh, my friend went to the cider house yesterday. It's in Boston. And they got white slushy, which is only served at the cider house. And they came today and with a half keg of it, so it was lit all day long. Uh, here I didn't in like the Eddie household, it was. My father in law was like, "I don't like cider, but this is amazing." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "So yeah, Downey Cider, shout out to you. Maybe sponsor a podcast or two." Just saying, Tyler, what's new in Minnesota? Are you feeling Minnesota football this week? Hey, NFL fans, let's ride. <laughs> also, Golden Oles beating LSU right now. Hey, I caught some of that Arkansas um, Cincinnati game yesterday only because I had a strange bet on. You know, that Desmond game. Ritter doesn't play for them anymore, right? Yeah, I know. I was really <laughs> upset. I did not see him on the field. And I think they would have won if, if he they was had him on the field. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. Uh, you know, it's fo- so fun side story. I don't really watch much college football outside of Florida State. And I took over a team in a um, in an auction format run by John Bosch, which is a lot of fun. And he's like, hey, do you want to take over this team? We'd love to have you in the league. I'm like, sure. I looked at the roster. I'm like, ooh, this roster is pretty good. Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, like lots of other good pieces. And I noticed that I had a Debbie player. And it's the Alabama running back. Gibbs? Bibbs? Yeah. Maybe Gibbs. Gibbs? Yeah, Gibbs. he's on my team. So I checked his stats and I was like, oh. And then I like started to read about him. He's, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, he's, one, he's 102 or 103 next year. And, and in a super flex, it's probably like 105. 
Yeah, so, so I was like, oh, fair. this kid's on my team, Devi. He signed for like five years. I was like, yeah, cool. So I love I how it comes full that. circle right out of college and mm-hmm. foreseeing the 2023 class already. Already, absolutely. And then we get it all wrong, and it's fun. Uh, yeah. So just before we kick it off, I want to let you guys know we are brought to you once again by Fantasy Points. It is not too late. I have a draft on Wednesday, the day before the season. There's people drafting leagues. This is the most popular redraft weekend of the year, but there are going to be leagues that are going to be drafted on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Heck, there might be even be leagues that are drafted on Thursday before kickoff. Wouldn't surprise me. So if you go on Fantasy Points right now and you need an inside edge, you can use code DHH22 to get 10% off a Fantasy Points subscription. And it's not just about a draft kit. They have an analytic-powered draft tool, but they also have support throughout the whole season, whether you're running waivers, you're looking for ad drop advice, anything. It's on Fantasy Points, and 90% of the subscribers made the playoffs in 2020 and 2021. So uh, that sounds like a pattern. So if you subscribe and get that 10% off with Coach DHH22, chances are you're going to make the playoffs. It's the lowest price in the industry. If you like to play DFS or maybe your season's gone to crap, which is unlikely if you use Fantasy Points, but you never know. DFS optimizers on there as well. If you want to play on underdog, which we'll talk about later, or you maybe use play some DraftKings like I do. It's all on there and it is awesome. Fantasypoints.com. If you're watching this on YouTube, give us a like and subscribe. If you're watching it on Facebook, wherever you might be watching it, like, and subscribe on YouTube, support the channel. It would mean the world to us. Please. And thank you in advance. So this week we are talking about hating the hype players that were sleepers that are well known now. And are we selling before week one? Players that didn't leave up, live up to preseason potential, are they buys? We're going to talk about it tonight with James, Tyler, and myself. Before we get to the main feature of this episode, though, we do have some news. You know, it's been a weird, it's a strange like 10-day stretch from the last preseason game until kickoff. So there's been some news um, going on uh, here and, uh, you know, the rosters got trimmed down to 53, right, James? Oh, yeah. Uh, and cut I'll tell pretty you, deep. Cut pretty deep. Um, you know, there, but, you know, there might have been a little blood. Who knows? But I can tell you when you get when you trim and you cut and you're not looking for blood, there's only one thing that you can go with. And that is Manscaped, my friends. The best in men's grooming. Proper grooming requires precision engineered tools. Not only does a man's sensitive areas require but hygiene demands it. Manscaped has the right tools for the job. Awesome, awesome product. I am loving my new Lawnmower 4.0. I'm at the age, I'm 44 years old. I do get those hairs in my ears and my nose. It now includes the Weed Whacker, which is a nose and ear trimmer, which is perfect for me. I absolutely love it. The Lawnmower is awesome. It's quiet. It holds a charge for a long time. It's got a light on it. So if you're, you know, you're trying to get the very delicate hairs and you can't see up in your areas, they got you covered. Skin safe technology. It's waterproof. It is an absolute awesome, awesome product. Now, not only that, but you also get the crop preserver if you need some deodorant on the old danglies, crop cleanser for washing up, and a crop reviver for some spray. So if you know you know you might be getting lucky and there might be some action in that area, bam, a little bit of spray, make it smell so nice. Make her want to be down there is all I'm saying. So choose Manscaped for all your grooming needs. Use code DHH for 20% off at checkout. Manscaped, your balls will shake your hand and thank you for it if they could. So let's get into some news. There's a big one today, and I it's something that I've talked about before on this very podcast, and it revolves around the Rams. So ESPN's Dan Graziano believes that Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford's throwing arm elbow injury could be an issue all season long. The Rams have, of course, downplayed the injury because in the NFL, everyone downplays everything. He sat out for this preseason for the second straight year. Stafford's week one status isn't in doubt. It looks like he's going to play. They play on Thursday night, I believe. How healthy he is and if a setback, risks are the concerns. The Rams are expected to manage Stafford's practice schedule, but they're going to leave the potential for this, you know, to something that costs him games down the line. I, I, I've downgraded the Rams offense. We talked about it on the hot take episode where I said none of the Rams are going to live up to their ADP in Dynasty. Not only because of Stafford's arm, which I, I think where there's smoke, there's fire here, but also because that offensive line is absolutely putrid. And I think that's going to be an issue too. I don't think, um, you know, if his arm is has an injury, it may not affect Cooper Cup much. Maybe Tyler Higby lifts up a little bit, but I'd be concerned over Allen Robinson, Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell. Tyler, what do you think about this Matt, Matt Stafford injury? 
I know last year we went through this with Dak Prescott and his shoulder, right? And there was concerns about his shoulder um, when he wasn't throwing in preseason. I don't know if it's like that, but an elbow to me seems a little bit more serious. We remember what happened with Big Ben with his elbow injury, and it kind of sapped a lot of his power. Stafford's a little bit younger, a little bit better shape, obviously. But Tyler, what's your spin on this Matthew Stafford situation? For me personally, I think they'll monitor it. And if it does get serious, I think they will act on it. Uh, Matt Stafford, we all know he's really good friends with Clayton Kershaw, who probably knows all about elbow injuries and and the whole entire aspect of an elbow injury. So that could help out Stafford in a way. And I think Stafford knows that it's nothing to be messed with because he's friends with Clayton Kershaw. So for me, I, I'm okay with it. It, it is worrisome for dynasty aspect because of his age and this injury could cause long-term issues because we all know like, Hey, you know, torn ACL, it's nine to 10 months, but an elbow injury like Tommy John, they still haven't really figured out the, the medical, you know, advances. So it's still like a year, a year and a half for an injury like that. I know big Ben came back from kind of a similar injury earlier, but, he wasn't the same. So if this does cause long-term issues, that that's what I'm worried about. So for Dynasty, I think I'm okay with trading Stafford for Cousins, maybe doing a straight-up switch. But yeah, I, I'm worried Dynasty-wise. But when it comes to redraft or anything, I mean, you're just hoping that you play week by week. And if you need to swap him out, hopefully you got a, a backup plan. But yeah, Dynasty, I'd, yeah, I'd try to get out. Fair enough. What do you think, uh, James, on Matt Stafford? I mean, he signed until 2025, so I'm not really that overly concerned. Um, I'm sorry, 2026. My apologies. So I, I think it's okay. Even if he does have surgery, I think he'll bounce back. And I think he does have the weapons around it. I think he's going to stick it out this year, see what happens. If you want to do it towards the end tr- end of the season trade while he's still playing, I kind of like that option. Uh, get out while he's really up there and and pushing towards the Super Bowl, looking perfect. Because then next in the offseason, you probably will see some kind of surgery or touch a touch and go kind of thing with his elbow. <laughs> touch his elbow. <laughs> Throw some tiger bomb on that bad boy. Yeah, yeah. I see hot. Um, mm-hmm. but no, he he's a quarterback that is known to play aggressive and want to stay in the game. That field. concerns me that he's going to push himself to the limit whether or not it happens early on in the season i don't think we'll see anything different but going down the stretch into the playoffs that's that's when it concerns me for fantasy yeah the thing that i'm going to be looking for in their first game is what does his arm angle look like because if his arm angle is different that means to me that he is dealing with the the elbow pain is present and it's affecting him if we see him drop down a little bit more like to a three quarters type of delivery um, th- then that'll be really telling if his elbow is hurting, because I know from someone that used to pitch and play quarterback, when my arm started to hurt, I would change my delivery to relieve some of that pain. So I'm really interested to watch Stafford in week one to kind of see if there's a tell there on how bad yeah. this might be. If it's really a thing. The issue I, with that is Stafford loves to throw at all angles. Like he's, he's been, well, I'm saying like if he drops back, he does like a five-step drop and throws like a yeah. basic throw. If there's like a different angle, then that's pretty telling. Usually, so. usually the moment, the movement and the pressure, you try to relieve it more on your shoulder. You try to push it towards a different joint. So that's where you'll see it. He'll probably shorten his release or something like yeah, that. So I, yeah, just something do a little bit more check down work to the running backs. Yeah. To uh, Kyron Williams, who we have a question, uh, Steve in the chat, Steve Jacobson for Facebook. He asked thoughts on Kyron Williams in this offense. So oh, we got a question with the ramp. So if it's perfect, uh, James, I know where you stand and I, I'm, ac- <laughs> I'm actually right with you now because we have heard things about Henderson yes. and acres. Honestly, when they commented saying we are keeping Kyron Williams out of this last playoff game to hold him because we have a big, have big plans, big plans for him. I love hearing that. Plus, you don't want your quarterback to get hit. He's the best pass blocker, pass protector in this running back class. In my opinion, he just does, he doesn't care how big he is or how small he is. He is going to just stand right there and protect you. Uh, I see big upside for Williams for his, his price. So he could be slated right in this whole entire fell to the sixth event. round. Tyler left him for dead fifth, fifth round. Oh, fifth round. I'm sorry. Fifth round. Henderson, fifth round. I believe is also a free agent at the end of the year. So yep. it could be very much Kyron Williams is the two next year after cam Akers. 
um, you know, provided Cam Akers gets through the season healthy and all that jazz. I mean, uh, I think the, the – I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the Rams, like, we talk a little bit redraft. I've kind of, like, downgraded the whole Rams backfield because of the importance of Kyron Williams. Henderson and Akers are both coming off soft tissue injuries. Like, it's a mess. It's a bit of a – I think the Rams could be more of a mess than we think. So. I like Kyron Williams, though. And and obviously, you both know that. I, I liked him – pre-combine all the way through Tyler gave me a lot of shit saying he was uh too small and too slow or something along those lines he weighed too much or weighed weighed not he enough definitely, he always he always came up with some kind of excuse no, to I, hate my I guys. said I literally said if he's running that slow you better hope to god he's powerful and he's neither so <laughs> that was uh, my showed a little thing. bit more speed at his pro day than the combine and he did have consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. I'm okay with Kyron Williams in the backfield. If you get a shot at taking him late, late in startups or you want to have him as a throw-in, I don't mind it at all. I think the hype is slowly starting to build, and if Darrell Henderson or Cam now. Akers isn't 100%, which they both are not 100%, we know this. <laughs> exactly. If he gets an opportunity on the field, his value is going to increase. So now's the time. With a little piece of news out there in the media, if you want a piece of Kyron Williams, go out and get him now for the Chiefs. Yep. And we got a couple more news and notes uh, on tight ends. So this is my jam. So the the Houston Texans signed tight end O.J. Howard. He couldn't crack the Bills' loaded 53-man roster. They kept my boy Tommy Sweeney, kid. Uh, and the Bengals passed on an expected deal. It was all like, O.J. Howard to the Bengals. It's a done deal. But they didn't come to a deal because they claimed Devin Ossie, Devin, Ossie, 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 oy, 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 oy. off the off the waivers from the Patriots after they cut his third round, third round capital. Another wasted draft pick bill. Thanks, Dalton Keene. How are you? Uh, the translation, it wasn't the most impressive summer for the 27 year old coming off an Achilles injury, but he landed in an extremely thin tight end group. But. My boy Brevin yeah. Jordan's there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think Houston just this is purely a depth signing, a depth signing with maybe they see some upside and they're like, let's take a flyer on a former elite athlete and see what we got here. Um, this doesn't mean anything to me if I roster Brevin Jordan anywhere. He's the guy. The metrics are great for Jordan. I think he could be a breakout tight end this year. OJ Howard to me doesn't impact him whatsoever. What do you think, James? I think if you have him on your team and and you're hoping for a little bit of a spark from Howard, okay, yay, get rid of him. I mean, the guy just did not make three NFL teams and wound up on the Texans who are taking older players as we record this podcast, probably. So I, I'm I, I am out on OJ Howard. Um, the fact that he didn't make Cincinnati, who seemed like they were just grabbing tight ends off the street and putting them on the roster. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tyler, anything to add on uh, OJ Howard? Not worth the yeah. squeeze in my opinion. Not, not worried. The Bills cut him at three mil. Like they're paying pretty much three mil this yeah, year. Houston probably that, picked him up for a bag that of says, footballs. That says a lot to me when the Bills are like, yeah, we'll take the cap hit. We'll, we'll pay we'll you to go hit. away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just unfortunate with that injury. It looks it's like his, his athleticism has not returned um, after his promising coll collegiate career and obviously the high draft capital just. Hasn't worked yeah. out for OJ Howard, unfortunately. Uh, in the other tight end news, this one, this one hits me so positively because uh, this is my most rostered player in Dynasty. <laughs> it impacts the Giants, not Ricky Seals Jones. The Giants okay. released Ricky Seals Jones with an injury settlement. Uh, so he spent most of his Giants career sidelined by a toe injury before landing on IR last week. Um, he's settlement. It'll allow him to sign on the new team once he's healthy. Cool. He can stay in the league. Whatever. He was a cool sleeper last year when Logan Thomas went down and did nothing. So I'm done with Ricky Seals-Jones. Daniel Bellinger, the rookie tight end who, you know, I'm a tight end guy. I have him in probably, I think, almost every single dynasty league because he was free, F-R-E-E, -E, capital. And when I see a tight end that went to a team that has a very thin tight end room, that is very athletic, he was selected in the fourth round. I'm cool with that from San Diego State. You know, his collegiate numbers aren't anything super fancy, but I chase the athleticism. The fourth round draft capital is not terrible. And then looking at the, the depth chart there, it was Ricky Seals-Jones, Jordan Akins, and Daniel Bellinger. And all preseason, there's been a steady drumbeat for Daniel Bellinger looking like the guy. Now, he just had a concussion. He cleared it. He should be good to go for week one. So I'm going to be interested how many snaps he plays, what he looks like in that offense. And uh, yeah, I'm excited because... 
anytime you can pick up a player for nothing and maybe get something out of them right away, it always makes me feel good. So, James, this is right in your backyard. There's no Evan Ingram there anymore. No, it's no, di- no. He's doing great things for Jacksonville, or so I've heard. He's going to um, doing great things in Jacksonville. So- <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, here we are again. <laughs> no, but I'll keep it for the NYG. Um, Daniel Bellinger, the great thing about him is he doesn't really have anybody behind him. The next guy up is Tanner Hudson. No, thank you. Oh, preseason uh, all-star for the Bucks. Tanner yeah. Hudson. Um, but I think I think uh, Bellinger does enough in this offense. They want to pick up the pace. I don't think he does a lot of pass catching in his rookie year. I think he's going to be used more of a blocker. Um, they do have a, a highlighted slot wide receiver in Wandale. So I don't know how much how many routes he's actually going to run, but is someone that I'd like to keep an eye on. And like you said, we're was free. If he does pop off early, uh, yeah, flip him. You, yeah. it's, you get more than what you got him for. That's yeah. And I do like Dable's usage on tight ends. Isn't terrible. So like, obviously Dawson Knox was in that offense last year, got a lot of red zone targets. Bellinger, maybe he doesn't get a ton of catches and yards in year one, but maybe he gets like five or six touchdowns. I, I don't. That's positive to me out of a rookie tight end. Like, absolutely. Was, so, Galladay has part, cement shoes. So, you know, was Dable part of the Hernandez Gronk era in in the Patriots? I could bet. Um, because I mean, the, the Patriots sure. was just all tight ends and stuff. But I, from yeah, what we've seen with uh, with the Bills is we've seen you know Hollister, Jacob Hollister had a couple of games here and there, and and Dawson Knox, like they. They do like to attack with the tight end in the red zone. And Bellinger. What year was that for? Uh, I, uh, you're you're asking the wrong person. Thirteen. So for, for me, for me, Bellinger is a great like right now. He could be on a free agent right now. On you know, go check your rosters. Yeah, twenty thirteen. New England hey. Patriot assistant coach, and yep. then tight ends coach in twenty fourteen. Oh yeah. So, yeah. so he does know tight ends. Oh yeah. So, but yeah, like that's perfect. Go check your waiver wire because he's definitely a must-add pickup. Yeah, 100%. And another must-add pickup that's out there on the waiver wire right now that you can rush to go to is trophysmack.com. Awesomest, bestest, sweetest trophies in all of the land on trophysmack.com. Most goodest. Most goodest, the bestest. But they've got football if you play. <laughs> Not fantasy. the worstest. No. So fantasy football, we all know it's here. Go get your trophy now. But if you play hockey, which is going to be coming up in a hockey is going to be coming up in a couple months. Oh, you can get a trophy. Betcha. Don't oh, you know? Gosh. You can the get ho- a nice put on, trophy. Put, uh, so, so a little hockey. What a tater dot hot dish trophy, eh? I used to from work the, at from the neighborhood room. from the from the Minnesota State Fair cook-off. I used to <laughs> work at an outdoor rink, and there's a little shop called Shoot and Save that used to be run by some guy that was full-blown northern Minnesotan. You'd walk in and be like, Oh, hey there, kiddo. You're going to go out there. I got your skates. We're going to go sharpen your skates. And you know what? You go, you go shoot, pass, score, do it all. Go out there, kid. You got it. I just want to sit there and listen to him talk all day. It was awesome. Yeah. So, so if you play fantasy hockey, basketball is going to be starting up here in a little bit. Baseball, boring. Um, But they have trophies for that too. And soccer, everything is completely customizable. Trophy Smack has the right trophy for you. And that's the most important thing. When you use code DHH ring, you get a free $60 championship ring. High quality. It's not cheap. It's heavy. It's awesome when you purchase a trophy or belt. They also have stuff for the losers of your league. So if you're looking for like a toilet bowl, uh, you know, a toilet seat, you can hang around your neck because you're a loser. They have that too. Once again, it's code DHH ring for that free ring at checkout. All right, boys. It is time to hate the hype. We are hate, hate, we hate, are hate, hating. Hate. The hype. So players that grabbed right way too much hype this offseason that we see as sells and why. So I want to start. Let's start with Tyler, the innovator of violence. <laughs> ECW shout out if you're a wrestling fan. Uh, so, Tyler, give me the guy that has been hyped up that you're just like, nah, dog, I don't see it. I'm selling it now. I mean, it's easy. It's Damian Pierce. Well, yes. Your tweets this week tell me that this was very easy. Uh, so, oh yes, let's talk. The, about the this. player is fine. He's just fine. But you know what? When you've He's got fourth round ADP and redraft when, right now. Yep. And when you got an arb, I'm going keep trade cut tonight. We're gonna go that for the website. We're gonna use that for ADP. Running back 19 right now nope. on keep trade cut. You know he's running back 36 at the end of the July. Doubled his ADP. Doubled. He's gone up like 50 ADP spots. That's ridiculous. 
people are telling me I'm I'm crazy thinking that he ain't going to catch passes. You know what? Rex Burkhead's there for a reason. They kept him for a reason. Mm-hmm. All I saw in the preseason, yes, he had good runs. But you know what? Every time I hit third down, all I saw was Damian Pierce looking at the sideline, waiting for his coaches to wave him onto the sideline as Burkhead ran in. That's all that, that's I was like, wow, okay. He's he's a first and second down grinder on a bad offense. Maybe better than we think, because I do like Davis Mills. Same. But, I mean, he's a, he's a fourth-round draft pick. We see this time and time again. I compared him to Samaj P. Ryan, not quite from a player perspective, but from Situationally. a situation. And what happened was in that draft class, we all faded Alvin Kamara, and we're like, oh, this Samaj P. I, Ryan kid. I made that mistake. I took <laughs> P. Ryan over Kamara and Kareem Hunt. You are, you are not the only one, because it's happening again. So it's not the first time there's the Royce Freeman, the Monte ball. There's tons and tons of situations that I could think of that. This reminds me of he could be a a fine, fine player, but having him in a dynasty league going for 23 first and RB 19, I am completely out and I am very disappointed myself. I do not have any roster shares of Damian Pierce that I could just flip for. You can give me a first if you want one. One. You can get Kenneth Walker, who is equally valued on keep trade cut. That's insane to me because Kenneth that Walker is an elite choice. talent. Mm-hmm. He has the draft capital and he is their future. I've seen Brees Hall for for Pierce. Like uh, Pierce has gone one on one in rookie drafts. You know, late late season rookie drafts. It's insane to me. James the hype is unreal. James, you were in when he was a you know a value. What are you thinking now? Uh, I'm selling if anybody's going to give me a first round pick and they are, I, I mean, it's, I haven't got any offers yet. I guess I should just put them out there a little bit. Um, yeah, I was drafting him in, in a 10 team super flex out two Oh six. I picked him yeah. up. Um, uh, can't early can't third, that. early third, he was falling. And then slowly he started his rise and I, I like him. I like his talent. I know he can catch the ball if he need if he needs to, um, he, can he be a workhorse? I don't know if he can hold up to that and know. do that. He didn't do that in Florida. So well, Michael P. Ryan did. Don't forget about that. Yeah, but you know Samages. what? Though? And he was a street free agent. There's a, a lot ago. more. Yeah. There's a lot more rookie running backs that come in with with hype, just like Damian Pierce, that fail. But yet there are some that do hit. You have uh, James Robinson. <laughs> And but James Robinson, Robinson. UDFA. Yeah. James Robinson. It looked like Brian Robinson, uh, Elijah Mitchell but, last but, year. I think yeah. it has a lot to do with team fit and what they want him to do. If he can run like he did in the preseason in between the tackles and shake off defenders and break tackles, then I, I love him for that. That means if they do get near the end zone, he is probably one of the main go-to players for that offense in the, in the red zone. So I'm okay with that. Um, maybe inside the 10, but, um, yeah, I don't think he has a lot of competition. Rex Burkhead always banged up. I mean, he's going to be a third down catch specialist. Go ahead, let go ahead, Rex. See you later. Bye. They let go of my Marlon guy, Mack, Marlon Mack, Mack, and Royce Freeman. Both and Royce Freeman. I think I think Royce and Mack are both on practice squad. Yeah, Mack definitely nope. signed on the practice squad. Actually, I think Freeman re-signed because one of their players went to IR. Possible. So, uh, but either way, sure. they were letting them go. And that has something to say about it, too. Like, okay, two veterans that have already been in the league that do that job, run between the tackles, couldn't beat out Damian Pierce. Well, I mean, Pierce is also younger. Yes, he has yeah. athleticism. My also big worry is he runs like Thomas Rawls. He runs like his hair's on fire. And we've all seen that happen Only many times. So yep, 100%. He's going to have, he could have elite five game stretch and then injury 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 oh, for injury. sure and i mean but that's, that's with all running backs that's any running back <laughs> yeah. but i i mean i'm i'm in if if someone wants to buy him from me for a first round pick okay 100%. am i yeah. selling for a second absolutely not whether yeah, or not you, you get you that get first, first round pick uh, i don't know i only have a couple shares i think i have like two or three shares maybe i'll yep. try to sell one yeah, oh, the hype is out of so control. Out. Like in redraft, so I know this is obviously a dynasty, but for context, in redraft, Damian Pierce has started to go in the fourth round, which over Brees Hall in redraft and over other good established running backs in redraft because the hype train, there's every year this happens with a handful of players, right? There's an echo chamber and you get all these, you know, 
the Matthew Berries of the world and some of the other big ones, they start to hype up players and then everyone jumps on this hype train and it's an echo chamber. Um, and of course with fantasy football, like if they're wrong, they're never going to say that they're wrong, but they very well could be wrong. We've gotten, this happened, this has happened before when Damian Pierce was drafted in the fourth round and on this show earlier in the season or in the, in the summer after, you know, after the draft, I said that Damian Pierce could be easily replaceable. You know, the Houston Texans are probably going to finish in the, they'll probably have a top five pick in each round. They could easily draft a running back in the early second round next year. And Damian Pierce could be a nice player, but I didn't see him as a guy that that's going to handle 250 touches. I just don't because he's never done it. He didn't do it in Florida. And it's not like he had amazing competition there um, in Florida. I mean, LaMichael P. Ryan, like, yeah, he was a, he was a pretty decent collegiate player, but he was, you know, he didn't yeah. stick in the NFL. Um, so to me, Damian Pierce, I would be sell, sell, sell till the day is long because I just, I think he might be a nice player, but I just don't think um, he's going to be a long-term player that you can build your team around. And for me, that's why like I would hedge the bets and sell and get a 23 first and then get yeah. one of these running backs that's coming out next year because I think they're way more talented um, than Damian Pierce's. So that's my spin on Pierce. So James, we're going to move to you. Who is your player that's being hyped up that you're like, Ooh, I got to sell now. Well, the, the strike while the iron's hot. Oh, strike while the iron's hot. Mm, Tyler took one of mine. Um, the other one is Romeo Dubs. Okay, Dubs. that's another good one. All right. It's I, Dubs. Dubs. He's the like wide Joshua receiver Dubs. four right now in that system, or 3.1, if you want to call it, because he's right behind Sammy Watkins. Well, Sammy's got week one. Yeah, that's why I said touchdowns point in week one. one easy. Point one. <laughs> he's already in my DFS lineups. Yeah, exactly. But um, so... Dobbs is the Dobbs. Is it Dobbs or Dubs or Dubs? Dobbs. 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 Officially. Yes. Okay. Officially makes it. What happens when Rogers retires in the next year or two? I don't think Rogers continues. I don't think Dobbs actually has a quarterback. That's going if he's, to throw if he's to on him. ayahuasca and he has a vision that he's so, going to play until he's 40. So after, after James is done, I do want to, I do want to counterpoint because I listen to Pat McAfee's podcast and Rogers came on. So I'll I'll bring that up after you after you do your little thing. I'm just you know I'm I'm saying I think he's got enough hype and he looked pretty good in the preseason, way way higher than now than he was. Get I guess he's like a, a yeah a twenty three second. You got him what in the third round this year? Fourth oh, round? Way after that? It's yeah, fourth or fourth. fifth, even free. He fell. Yeah, yeah. People were picking him up off the waiver wire. So mm-hmm. right now, I think is a good time to get out. I picked or him up in a waiver wire in a league that I'm with with you two chumps. Yeah, let me have him. I I mean maybe for good reason. No, uh, I, I if I would have no, if I would have if I would have peaked a little harder, I think I would have. Yeah, maybe. I, I, <laughs> I didn't I, pay I attention like to that six man league. I li- I like this. <laughs> I like this kid a lot. So I think he has a, a potential, but I think he's behind Alan Lazard. Look, all right, all we about, still haven't so these, seen Amari Rogers. These first up. two players. What's the what's the thing that they have in common? They're perceived both more, perceived more opportunity. Yeah, perceived. that's what's common. Damian Pierce, the, the perceived opportunity is that he's going to be the bell cow. The opportunity with Dobbs is that he's going to step up and be a wide receiver too with one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen, albeit douche, uh, Aaron Rodgers. So that's that's the that's the thing that that these two players, these first two players, it's the perceived opportunity is rising their value. And we don't know if it's there or not. Yeah. So when I was listening to Pat McAfee, uh, he talked about his his trip trip is what I like to call it. <laughs> trip trip. <laughs> the ayahuasca trip. Yeah. Uh, he he brings it up and he says, you know, it, it's it's life changing. It makes you love love things. And after the fact, Make like himself. AJ, AJ Hawk came on the podcast and he goes he seems like he's happy and he loves football again now the big thing is is rogers came on and said that you know they're putting things back in the locker room the covid protocols are loose now and they're bringing like tables back in to have the team talk and he goes the past two years they've been all in their phones hanging out in their lockers now they're playing like card games and hanging out getting to know each other he goes football's back to him he feels like he is in that football mentality which was lost the past two years of covid and he's and he's loving the game again. Now, when it came to the rookie receivers, he talked about Christian Watson, how he's like a gazelle, a deer out there because he's long strides. Deer in the headlights. He's six five and he's just tall. 
he said Samaj, uh, Samari Torre, uh, he needs to get in the books a little more. So he is like roasting them. But Pat's like, you know, these guys are probably listening to this podcast now because, you know, when Rogers goes on, they are going to listen. And he talks about Romeo Dubs and he goes, you know, he he's humble. He, he knows where he's at. And he said the best part about him is he knows that nobody owes him shit in the league. Like he needs to earn every little bit. And Rogers even said, he goes, it, it shows on the field because he is playing his butt off. He's doing well. He's learning day by day and they're having lunch together, James. Oh, <laughs> damn. So I uh, had a lunch. I, I actually really, I'd buy lunch. I'd be on the opposite and I'd buy Dobbs. I'd give it, I'd give it 23 second. If it was on the later end, that's where Fair I'm enough. at. Fair enough. I'm going to go with mine and this, uh, you know, this is the first person that came to mind because he's had a, a, a another steady drumbeat player, a lot of hype. Now he's not as valuable as Damian Pierce or Romeo Dobbs right now. But, you know, one of the things that, that brought to mind was there was an interview with Justin Herbert of the Los Angeles Chargers, And they asked him like, yeah, you got Keenan Allen, you got Mike Williams. Who's going to be the guy that's going to be the breakout guy in the offense this year. And he said, Josh Palmer, which I loved because Outside of Daniel Bellinger, my boy Josh Palmer <laughs> is the my most owned, my most rostered player in Dynasty. So I yes, love to is. hear that. Um, but there's part of me that's like, if Keenan Allen and Mike Williams stay healthy, like Josh Palmer, I don't, and they have Gerald Everett. They do target the tight end over 20% in that offense. Jared, the the corpse of Jared Cook got a 21% target share. We know Austin Eckler and what he can do in the passing game. So to me, it's like Josh Palmer, you know, there's a lot of hype around him. Now, obviously, you're not going to get a second round pick for Josh Palmer. I don't think you unless, unless someone really, really likes him. Maybe you can if you can pull a second round pick for Palmer, I'm pulling the trigger. Um, I it's not a hill that I'm ready to die on yet, but he's he's close to that player that I, just, grief, I yeah, I really, really love. <laughs> um, but if someone offered me a second, I would, I would most likely take it. But um, but Palmer to me. The opportunity is there. Now, the biggest thing we talk about, we, you know, with obviously with Dubs and Pierce is opportunity for him to step up and be the wide receiver three. And then if Keenan Allen or Mike Williams goes down with an injury, Ooh. that is the, if that happens, then that is the window. Oh, and like, popping. That's the window that you want to look to possibly sell. If, if you just think Palmer is, it's just an opportunity. Someone was injured and he's, he's flashing. Cool. Um, but I think Josh Palmer fits this as he's been getting hype all off season. There's been numerous yeah. articles written up by uh, LA chargers beat writers about Josh Palmer. Justin Herbert is pumping him up. A lot of smart people in the industry are in on Josh Palmer, especially at his ADP. He's super dirt cheap in startups. You could, you know, in the off season, Tyler and I made a trade. I traded him a late third round pick for Josh Palmer. Um, Cause Tyler's like, Oh, Doug likes Josh Palmer. I need a late third round pick. I, I actually, it was, it was an early third. And I think it was Tyler Algier is who I draft. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. Like I, no. I like Palmer enough. So that worked I'd out probably, for me. Probably take Palmer. Palmer yeah. now in hindsight. Thanks James. Yes. <laughs> you just liked him because his name was Tyler. Let's be honest. Yeah, that is true. I'm and a bit, I'm a big, he went yeah, to I'm a big Tyler fan. I also traded you Tyler Higby once too. Ah, there's a lot of Tyler's involved. Hey, are you interested in Tyler Johnson? I got Tyler Goodson. You want him? He's on the Texans now. Yeah, we didn't have that in the news, James. No, I know. I was holding back. Come holding on, back. come on. Tyler wanna, Johnson like, to the Texans. Tyler Johnson to the Texans. Uh, sneaky, sneaky little, sneaky little hit on Nico Collins, I believe, because they're around the same size. Yeah, different play style though, completely. Tyler Johnson's like Romeo Dobbs, big possession guy, but I think Dobbs has a little more electricity. Tyler Johnson, even in Minnesota, he was a possession guy. Through and through, Nico's like that outside alpha oh, profile. Nico, Nico's the guy that if you're throwing a ten yard out, he's probably coming down with it. All right, so Josh Palmer for me. We don't need to go lament about it. Let's keep the train moving. I'm more interested in what Tyler and James have to say as opposed to people listening to me brother on. No, uh, no, so... no, that was a good one. I, I'd like, oh, I no, like that. Was, that was good. And, and I mean, it, we, not too we... much hype now, but beware the hype that is forthcoming. Yep. And we yeah. got to remember, like we, we play in a lot of industry leagues, but there's a lot of our listeners out there that don't have industry leagues and don't, you know, they they don't dabble in podcasts. So if you're listening to us and you got home leagues, you could probably get Palmer for a third. And if you can do that, that is stealing. So yeah. if I were you, yeah, definitely go check to the, your owners and see if you can get them for a third, because if so, that is winning. All right, Tyler, back to you. Uh, I, I want to save, I'm not going to do any more cells, but I will go a buy, a overhyped buy. 
Hmm? And I, that I, is I, I, more buy, buys than do sells. That is Isaiah likely. I think the hype's real. Everything I've seen. I mean, Tyler Huntley targeted him a ton. We know Tyler Huntley only looks at tight ends, just like Doug <laughs> does. But he... <laughs> I'm an ass guy. What can I say? <laughs> but he's he's one of those guys that he was supposed to be the tight... It, it, tell me if this reminds you of anything. Isaiah Likely coming into the season, people were talking about him as one of the better tight end prospects in this class. It was before McBride came up. Isaiah Likely was like, oh, this guy's super athletic. He's good. He, he didn't do so hot in the combine. So people are like, oh, okay. And then McBride jumped him. This reminds you a lot of Mark Andrews, who his team's with. Uh, Mark Andrews was the tight end talent in this draft class. He gets over, you know, he gets jumped by Hayden Hurst because the athleticism's unreal and and talks about, oh, you know, he, he's a polished prospect because he's 29 years old already. But <laughs> but yeah, if, for me, Isaiah likely is the guy that's overhyped, but I still think fairly priced and tight and premium to where if you can give a second tie for Isaiah likely, I would jump on that because in tight end premium, especially you get those extra points and rumor has it rumor has it uh, rumor. <laughs> is he is the third passing option in this offense. They're going to use him, uh, you know, in the slot out wide. They plan on using that. this guy kind of like a Kyle Pitts. And you know what? There's one thing that offensive coordinator can do, which we've seen for years and years and years is take a tight end and use him properly. He can't do anything else right except have a tight end and use him properly. Mark Andrews, LG Crumpler. Hey, Isaiah likely could be next. So I've got a good Isaiah likely story. So I am in an industry league bar tab, which Tyler used to be in. And it's a tight end premium league. And we just had waivers run. We had our rookie auction, gosh, back in May. Um, so this is the first time that we've been able to put waivers in. And guess who was available? Isaiah likely was available. And me being a tight end guy, like my taxi, I got room on my taxi. I was like, I had a two, I have $240 in my budget. Typically, I think Trey McBride went for like 80 bucks. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put 25 bucks in on Isaiah likely. And I don't know if that's going to win him or not. Um, but I'm going to hope that it does. And it was by far and away the largest bid of that waiver run. I don't know what the secondary bid for Isaiah likely was, but I won him for 25 bucks and I couldn't be. Oh, that is, a that is a win. I've That's got, a Tiger Woods fist bump screaming in the basement type. Oh, yeah. Type I was like, what are these guys doing? Maybe they were just <laughs> gun shy of spending money. But now I have TJ Hawkinson, Pat Fryermuth, and Isaiah Likely on a team where I'm already stacked in my other positions. I, I think we like Likely. Most reason is that he was free or or yeah. almost free. And now I, I think his his value has caught up to what he's produced on the field. If we, we were, were getting him in if, June for yeah. nothing. We if were we drafted him up right now in tight end wire. premium with the hype, he would go yeah, he's early definitely, third, late second. I was going to say his late roster second, ship yeah. is definitely raised since we, we found out about the prospect, whether or not he performs and builds on that Baltimore Ravens team. Cause there's a question mark. The question mark is, are they going to throw enough to yeah, even, even uh, entertain the opportunity of having a third target that that is fantasy relevant. I don't know in a tight end room with Mark Andrews leading the charge. I don't know. It's almost like a Noah gray, Kylan Granson, Adam Troutman type Jody Fortson. Yeah. I, the <laughs> list goes on and on for these but backup tight ends kid. that are rookies. I mean, yeah. if we have them now, I yes, last chance, I don't see Mark Andrews or Rashad Bateman getting picked beat by Isaiah likely for to. targets only in the red zone. Will I think Isaiah likely oh. actually have, I disagree more value. Yep, I, I think I Andrews is going to eat in the red zone. Likely could be the, the between the twenties kind of big play tight end. Mark Andrews also gets a little hurt because he plays a little like Kittle and Gronk. He plays mm -hmm. like, like an elite Andrews, tight end. Andrews goes tough. So that that's also another worry. But for me, when you go, okay, let me check this wide receiver depth chart. Ooh, Rashad Bateman. All right. Wide receiver one, Devin Duvernay. <laughs> like, but that's, that's the whole thing. That's, that's where I've been stopped. there the whole time with Lamar Jackson. That's what I'm trying to say. I think because Marquise Brown was the wide receiver one on that team. Yet he was the number two pass catcher 
behind Mark Andrews. And then even when they brought in Rashad Bateman, Rashad Bateman didn't really play that much. He only played With better Huntley. when Marquise Brown was kind of hurt. But Tyler once Huntley. once Bateman played, his target share was healthy. Oh, yep. yeah. Okay. And, think, and also, yeah. Tyler, Tyler Huntley was quarterback for a lot of those games. And honestly, even in the preseason, we see it. He loves the tight ends. Like, he only throws to the tight ends. Like, that's Tyler Huntley. In Bigger wingspan to catch the ball. That and it's right in the it's right in your vision. It's yeah. right. Also, the maybe the field. reason they I mean likely played on like twelve plays and got eight targets. Maybe they're trying to bring him up to speed because he is going to have that role. That, that could be likely. It very well could be. So James, let's move on to your next player with the hypage, the sellage of the buyage. Let me I, I'm going to eat off the hype of Julio Jones going to the Buccaneers. Age cheese, and I am play. buying. <laughs> Russell Gage, yes, on that news. Russell Gage is worn off on Russell Gage. Yes, his his ADP's slipped a lot. He's he's quietly ready to play Week One with Godwin still on the bench. I think he has time to show off a little bit, and he will gain value. He, He always gains value in like the first four weeks of the season. We, I think we were here two years ago when I when I was writing for DHH. I did a piece on Russell Gage when he was with Atlanta. Like, hey, watch out for this guy. He's going to pop. And sure enough, here he is three, two years later, still working with Tom Brady as a quarterback. You can't go wrong. He's going to throw the ball 700 times. I'm I'm in on Russell and, Gage and I'm buying. I don't care. I'll, I'll give a and- I'll give a late second for Russell Gage. I dig that. So I think that's, well, yeah, okay. So Russell Gage, so the other thing too is that uh, the Buccaneers offensive line has been ravaged. We all know Tom Brady likes to, he has the quickest release uh, in the NFL when it comes to holding the ball. He gets it off in under two seconds. Uh, Who's going to be that guy underneath? Gronk's not there anymore. Uh, Are you going to tell me Kyle Rudolph? Julio, nah, I don't know if I buy that. The footballers said that, and I thought it was interesting how Julio could play this low-key tight end role because he's big he's not as fast they could put him you know in the like slot, a big slot like a, a big Keenan slot Allen. type guy and, and he could win there and be the guy in the middle so which, you got bump russell gage outside that doesn't make sense uh, for me i think it's godwin in the in the middle and gage is going to play outside which he did in atlanta and then you got mike evans just so, so let me continue on gage. So, up. so gage <laughs> in redraft adp gage was like a seventh round player just about a month ago and then he missed all this time so did Brady because, you know, he was trying to work on his marriage, apparently. Um, no shocker there. So, uh, you know, and now Russell Gage is like a 12th rounder in redraft. So the the people are off of Russell Gage. So I think it's definitely a good chance to get back in because I think Gage is a great player. Um, you know, me and my boy Zach Kruger might be the first people that ever hyped up Russell Gage uh, like three years ago. Not to precede you, James, but we were like in on Gage. Sorry, right, you're older. It's true. Uh, so I've been, I've been a Russell Gage guy for a long, long time. Me and my boy, Zach. So I think he's going to have uh, a, a good role in this offense, especially if Godwin doesn't make it back for a handful of weeks. And Julio, to me, you know, if you've got Julio on your roster. I'm getting rid of him. There's one thing you have I'm to do. Rid of him. You got a blessing. If you did not get rid of him last year when he was a Titan and then didn't play and he's still on your roster and you don't move him, shame on you. You're not doing it right. This is how you are a perennial loser by not realizing that an older player just got value. You need to unload him and get something like a third round pick for Julio Jones. If you do that, it's so make that move. Don't Don't be a a perennial loser. Don't be a wicked loser. All right. We're going to go into my next one. And uh, let's see. Where could I go? There's someone who's been hyped up. Who don't I want? Oh, you know, there's there's a lot of players that I'm I'm selling, but I'm trying to think like who's gotten a lot of hype here. While Doug, while Doug understand uh, tries to pick out his his guy, he may want to go for an underdog. And if you like underdogs, try underdogfantasy.com. Check out the app. Use our code DHH and get a hundred dollars matched. Doug, you got your answer? Yeah, I think I do. All right, and it's and go. it's and it's right in my backyard. That's right. It's, it's Ramonde Stevenson. As oh, a sell? Yeah. As a sell. Uh, I was gonna um, say a buy, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. So the hype around Stevenson has been, like been really, really hot. Now, maybe I'm thinking more for this year, because I know next year Damian Harris is a free agent. We all like I love Ramondre Steven pers- Stevenson personally. 
But is the hype getting? I mean, his intimately, his ADP yeah. is climbing above <laughs> Damian Harris. And people, here's the thing: when you chase New England backfield and you think Ramondre Stevenson's going to be the guy, that's when he's not going to be the guy because they're maybe they involve Pierre Strong, they draft a running back next year, maybe they sign one in a free agent. You can't trust the Patriots to have a guy that's just going to be the guy. Damian Harris, now he scored 15 touchdowns, which is great, and had a nice season. They still mixed in Ramondre. I think Ramondre, it, people are dismissing Damian Harris, and he's a really good, not only football player, but a fantasy football running back. Yeah, he's a good running back. Yeah. So uh, Ramondre, they're like, now they're like, they're preparing him for a third down role. I don't know if I'm buying it. I just don't know if he's going to impact Harris that much. It's a, it's really tough for me because I love the player. I loved him when he was more affordable. I don't know if I love him as much as people think he's going to take over this backfield next year and maybe even this year. New England, if there's one thing that they've shown us over the years, it's they never have just one guy, and it's never one guy that touches the ball 70% of the time out of that backfield. It's always some sort of 50-50. Um, or like a 60, 40 at most. So as much as I love Stevenson and I think he's going, he's a, I think he's a really good NFL player and I think he's fantasy relevant. He's more of a flex play for me. I don't know if he's, you know, this year, especially, but even going forward, he might be like one of those hard to trust RB twos because I just don't know that new England's prepared to be like, yeah, Ramondre is the guy and we're going to give him 250 touches. Like, I don't know. It, it's just seem, that seems a guy that I'm. It seems like I'm seeing news reports on like every few days, and the hype uh, is getting up there. Now, if I was going to unload Ramondre Stevenson and someone offered me like a mid second, 2023 mid second, no thanks. You guys... I'm keeping Stevenson. You're I'm keeping him. Stevenson for that. Yes, I need a first. I need a first yes. for Stevenson. Uh, first? Yep. Yes. Oh, I am spot on on this hype. Then, like that is a first for Ramondre Stevenson. If you can sell Ramondre Stevenson for a first, oh, I'm. It. Uh, yeah, obviously. Because all your all your information makes a a lot of sense. I mean, the last one of the and last the high pieces that came out running was system also not good. Stevenson was going to is eventually going to leapfrog Damian Harris. It's like, not going to happen. I don't think it ever happens. It's Damian Harris not year Damian Harris after year isn't after year. Very healthy that often he gets hurt very easily. We've seen. I I think Ramondre is going to hit that first round pick value much sooner than than Damian Harris wears off. I'm I'm actually buying Damian Harris for a second if I can too because that if you're You might be able to do that more so than Stevenson. That, if right you're now. competing yes. is way worth it cuz Harris is going to get touchdowns. He's going to get every touch first and second down. And you know what he like Doug said, he's a good running back. He's a very very good, very good running back. He can break long runs too. People don't realize that that mm-hmm. he yeah, he may not have the the whole He's not speed. sexy. And he's yeah, a free he's agent next year. And a free agent. And you know what? There's probably Future four or Atlanta five Falcons. teams. Yep. The, the thing is, is a lot of teams these days don't want high draft capital running backs. They want these type of guys that can just come in for a year or two and, and just we'll pay you four to bottom. five million. Yep. Like, scrape the bottom go. of the barrel. All we need you to do is first and second downs. We'll get this guy, Cordero Patterson, the catch passes on third down. Boom. You got your running back room. But you know what? The, what's intriguing about Ramondre is that he does do the pass catching work, and the way they held yeah. on to James White for years over years over years makes me want to hold on to Ramondre Stevenson I a little bit more. Doug just said it; he can now. Ray, who, uh, good friend of the show, you know the guy who's in our intro, always says there's playmakers that catch the ball in the backfields, guys that they actually want to incorporate in the offense like that, and those guys that can catch passes in the backfield if they have to. And Ramondre is in that type of grouping. If there was not an injury to Ty Montgomery. Oh, gross. You might say gross, but New England loves a versatile player who's cheap that can catch passes and has flashed in the league. If Ty Montgomery didn't go down with an injury, this Ramondre Stevenson hype wouldn't be um, where it is right now. I now, think the hype right. was already there starting it, last but it season, even, but it increased. It's but it been carried increasing. Over. It's been it's been so piling up. It broke so through the ceiling. I I'm I'm not going to get deep into it. I'm just going to say their names. Doug, right with you with your Ramondre, Antonio Gibson, and David Montgomery are sells for me, despite the low. Big time. I was going to say there's been no hype there. Yeah, but despite the no hype for I both, I actually of think them, Montgomery's think a out. buy. That's fair. But I mean, you could I, buy him if you really want him. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I Gibson too volatile. I don't want any. I don't want any bear outside of Cole Komet or Darnell Mooney. <sighs> Even Darnell Mooney, like if or Justin if, uh, Fields, Komet. No. You don't want Justin Fields. You don't, don't want, want Cole Komet. I want Cole Komet. No, he said he wants Komet and Mooney and Dante okay. Pettis. I heard. I heard Pettis too, and I heard is Evan uh, Ingram going to the Chicago Bears? Former Giant. I heard, I heard Amir Marset too, former Viking, is Ish. just signed. By the way, awesome pickup. That's he's a nice good, pickup. He is going to get playing time. Watch, he's going to be the. And they called me and they were like, "Doug, are you available?" And I'm like, "Nah." I, I would not be surprised if that kid is <laughs> not nah, is actually the, the second wide receiver on that Bears team because the only issue up here in Minnesota is he had some trouble in the locker room, got some scuffles. And uh, that was a big issue, and that actually kind of helped the Rager trade and then to cut him. So yeah, we also had news with the Rager trade this week going yeah. to Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, special teams. Special that, teams. That's all. I, special teams and hope. And how that, ironic is it that Jalen Rager and Justin Jefferson are now on the oh, same roster? It's, it's gonna be so fun. So the thing Jefferson's is, is gonna be like eighteen hundred yards, and Rager's gonna be like, I caught a pass. The, that's the thing is Rager Jefferson gets re-signed for Rager's gonna be like my deal. check is my check and is Rager bigger gets than yours. Three hundred fifty grand. So, <laughs> so my thing with this is Rager landed in a great spot. You get to learn from Thielen. You're gonna learn yeah. from Jefferson, which might be a hit to the ego. But you know what? You got Keenan McCardell, who's awesome with receivers, and he is the wide receiver coach for them. He's gonna do. It, it, if Rager can't do it in this group, he's yeah, he's just a bust. Yeah. All right. Well, we got any other names we want to throw out there? I got there? a couple for yeah. underhype buys, and it's Traylon Burks. Yep. It was uh, I bought him in a couple leagues, wide receiver 16, August 6th. Now he's wide receiver 32. His trade value holds, wow. though. That's the thing. His trade value hasn't gone down. It's stayed level, but the ADP has changed. Um, good news is starting to slip through. There's news that he will get yes. play. He will get, you know, they have uh, some offensive plays for him. Passing they want to get him the ball. Yeah, they want to get him the ball. And my other one is Isaiah Spiller. He's He was RB32 in July. He's RB47 now. Damn it. Uh, his value is holding just like Burks. But, you know, the, the interpretation is uh, his value is actually falling, but it's not. And I'll jump in on that one yeah. with Isaiah Spiller. They added Sony Michelle. Spiller is a buy low right now uh, because he was injured a little bit, hurt his ankle. Josh Kelly was named the backup, looked good in the preseason, blah, 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 blah. Isaiah Spiller is definitely a buy low situation right now with an offense that loves to throw the ball. He is a pass catcher, consecutive 1,000-yard seasons, loving it. And I love the opposite appeal on Traylon Burks right now. And I wanted to ask you, and this is funny because in my notes, I have it. Ask Tyler this question. Are we trading Garrett Wilson for Traylon Burks right now? No. Well, if, I, if I'm getting Garrett Wilson, 100%. If you're getting Garrett Wilson. Oh, yeah. Why, why is that? Because we know the Zach Wilson situation is terrible. We know Elijah Moore is, is there. Is it better in Tennessee? <laughs> the future appeal of Malik Willis and Traylon Burks together where do you stand? How do we know that oh, Garrett Wilson's going to get a talent. ball player to throw him the ball? I, I He can have all the talent in the world, but if the guy can't get it to him and or he's, he's already the second target, they're both second targets on their team right now. Who wins? Let me check. You can buy low on Traylon Burks. You can't buy low on Garrett Wilson right now. Checks tabs. Checks 2019. Same thing said for DK Metcalf, AJ Brown. Checks 2020. Same thing was said for Justin Jefferson. So is this the same situation that we were it's looking talent. at a couple years ago with DK and AJ? For for me, I actually trust Flacco. I think Flacco can get them the ball. Yes. When Zach Wilson comes back, they're going to realize how bad Zach Wilson is. It would not shock me if Wilson gets benched for Flacco at the end of the year. We all hope he gets benched. We were hoping a, that he got bent. Like I'm not hoping so, that he was hurt and for also, a long time, but not also too upset about it. Also with the Jets. I think they have an earlier pick in this quarterback class might not be too shabby. So there's a chance they're going to replace him. But then you know, a rinse and repeat. it's a rinse two. and repeat. And yeah. then Garrett Wilson's still sitting there while Traylon Burks is, is getting but, passes from a league. They're going to bring in his collegiate quarterback to make it all right. Or, <laughs> yeah, or you say, I mean, we've, we've seen it this year. Quarterbacks can move like crazy. Lamar Jackson has not signed an extension. What if Lamar's on the move? What if they trade Lamar? What if, 
They go with Tyler Huntley, and I'll be happy. What if this quarterback class, <laughs> Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, what if they end up with a pick like that and they have a mobile quarterback? You know who's used to that? Garrett Wilson. I'm okay, with, I'm okay with sleeping on this year for Garrett Wilson because I believe he is an elite talent easily. So I'm holding Garrett Wilson. Right on, right on. I like but that. I am on. I am in on. Garrett Wilson could be a buy right now. Yeah, year, so next year his value will could be through the roof. I've got one for a hyped up player. How about James Cook? I'm just kidding, Tyler. <laughs> Who's that? actually actually pers- personally? He's actually I'm shocked. You know, Tyler didn't bring him up. You know, Damian Pierce is getting all that hype Ross like Smaje like Smaje Pirine. James Cook is getting the Alvin opposite. Kamara. Alvin Kamara. It's the exact same scenario, and I love it. You love it if it works out. It it will. I don't love you, put, you know I like don't you put that evil on me. But Zach Moss is still there. Growing is he Moss. though? Yeah. James, you got any other players you want to uh throw out there before we wrap it up? Uh Pacheco. We talked about him a little Ooh, bit. That's a good yeah. one. That's a really good one. Out uh, on a second. You guys out on a 23 second? No, I paid a 23 second for him. Okay. And a 14 teamer. I, I would take a second. I would probably a take a second. Game. And also I would I noticed that uh, Devin Singletary is right next to him. If you're competing, give me Singletary. <laughs> yeah. He's already funny. showing I have do both of them now on the same roster. <laughs> I mean, if we look at it, it could be CEH, Rojo, McKinnon, Pacheco. I mean, it could be. like It could be. I think Pacheco's fast, but they trust McKinnon, and Rojo made the team. So to me, that dings Pacheco. Uh, <laughs> I believe it. I think Rojo's a D. I, you know, I, I don't have anything against Rojo. I think he's a good. If you say Rojo's a buy right now, no thanks. What about JoJo? <laughs> yes. I'm in on JoJo before Rojo. And I think we got to go. What about, what about Hojo? <laughs> Howard Johnson, former Mets third baseman from Howard the Johnson, the hotels? Hojo. Yeah. What yeah. about Jordan Howard? <laughs> AKA Trey Sermon, right? Trey Am Sermon, right, who Philly? also signed with the Eagles. James, where's your, new, your news at this week? You're missing a bunch of stuff. Dude, there was so much stuff, man. I wanted Trey to get Trey Sermon the to the potatoes. Eagles. Like, he, he's, he's literally leaving it up because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Which is why I'm shocked you talk about, about Zach Moss so much. Ben, <laughs> I just brought I, every time you say James Cook, I'm just going to remind Mason? you that that uh, Zach Moss is. Zach. Are you talking what? about that their fourth running back on the roster? Why not though? Right? It's true. They cut to Michael Hasty. They cut Trey Sermon. This kid Ben Mason makes the team. They okay. love TDP. That's all I'm hearing out of the camp. Really? They they love the kid. I no, mean, if anything, weird. Elijah Mitchell right now is a buy because yeah. of all the all the hype around everyone but else. No thanks. Which is, no, I'm not. Hey, and if Elijah Mitchell goes down, time. Tevin Coleman's a free agent again, so he can go back oh. to the Niners. <laughs> oh god. And then you know Jeff, my name's you, and Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson's is, there, and he may yeah. be healthy this year, maybe. Yeah. Which somebody brought it up, and I think it's Stefania Bell. She brought it up saying, last year, if Jeff Wilson was healthy, he would have this hit. whole. This whole thing with this uh, six rounder that we're all hyped. He had that on. weird freak injury, Jeff Wilson, didn't he? Like yeah. at home or something like that. Yeah, he, he also like two years before that he landed on his arm and his arm literally just snapped in half. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. That was, that was Raheem Mostert's good year. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Hey, that's how it goes sometimes. I honestly think I would not be shocked, and I I should see if you could put a prop bet on it in uh, TDP being. The running back with the most yardage because it happens every year. I mean, it's too fast. It's, the turnover, it's clockwork. The turnover, yeah, yeah. We'll it's a machine. They're a running back machine, they're factory. The yes, it's just but yeah. The Trey Sermon right. news, the Trey Sermon news to the Eagles. Miles Sanders banged up again. Yes, sold again. him for a second. Yeah, I sold him for a second. See ya. Thank you. Uh, I like Miles Sanders, whatever. I, I'm out. You're I'm also out a big Miles Davis fan, too. So. Yeah, Miles Morales as well. Corey Davis. Oh, we just went full soccer boys. Pre-pod <laughs> to on the pod an hour later. Who's the best? You're looking at him. Let's wrap this thing up. Just want to make sure you check out DynastyNerds.com as well and go sign up for the Nerd Herd. Use code DHH for 15% off of that subscription. We've given you all the sorts of opportunities to save all the monies, whether you're looking for you know, the lawnmower, you're looking to join Underdog. There's 100 bucks they're going to match you there. You go on Fantasy Points, you get a discount. You go on Trophy Smack. Like we are the podcast that is bringing you the deals, so make We're sure saving you, them a lot of money. We are indeed. So make sure you go on iTunes, leave a leave a review. If you don't like our dad jokes, you don't like us trying to be cool, whatever. Go listen to something else. I don't care. I am who I am, and I'm not going to apologize. But also on Dynasty, you Nerds, can't like that. Old dog can't learn new tricks, and when <laughs> nope, he's not this, when he's this old, 
Yeah, it's, <laughs> you can't teach. I can't even roll over at this point. On <laughs> DynastyNerds.com, there's also trade tools. So if you're looking to make some trades before the season kicks off, absolutely do it on there. Extra Nerd Herd episode, Prospect Film Room, Prospect Scores, Dynasty GM, lots of awesome stuff. If you're looking for some new threads before the season starts and you want to rep your favorite Dynasty podcast, the Dynasty Happy Hour, not the Matthew Barry Happy Hour. But hey, if you stumbled upon us, thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Cheers to you. Dynasty Happy Hour gear on Viridian Global. That's going to wrap us up this week for Dynasty Happy Hour. When we come back, we will have football <laughs> games to talk about. I'm so yes! we will have yes! We will have things that we're watching. We are going to have results. We're going to be like, wow, this player sucks. Or they didn't do anything. And we thought... I love it. We the first few weeks of the season are so much overstimulation, fun. like crazy. We're all going to be exhausted Boing. from overstimulation. I'm going to be knocking. I'm going to be knocking porcelain figures off tables. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be super duper happy. It's the pleats. I got to bring these pants back to, to the pants stores. Don't act like you're not impressed, Mr. Burgundy. You have a math. That's all right. I'm wrapping it up. Good <laughs> Dynasty Happy Hour. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Peace. San Diego.